I hereby commence the building, the construction of the Jalen Pickett statue. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into another live edition of Locked on Nittany Lines. Thanks for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Zach Seiko, your host. Joining me once again, my partner in crime, Adam Sheets on the other side, Penn State Men's Basketball Insider for Penn State Com Radio. And Adam, as you can see, I'm a little more pepped up in my in my emotion here because Penn State's got a win. Penn State oh, yeah. beats uh, Illinois 93 to 81. This is... Uh, so it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> oh, it's definitely better than the last four episodes we had to do on this show. Yeah. I'll tell you that, you know. Yeah, it was a good win for Penn State. You know, there still are some issues defensively, but all in all, great game. When you scored 93 points, you can have a lot of issues defensively and get away with it. So just a great win for Penn State, a quad one win at home. I don't want to throw out the NCAA tournament talk again, but, you know, gets them back maybe in the conversation compared to where they were last week. All right, I'm doing it because I, I mean here, like, okay. I mean, never say never here. If they went out, uh, because there are still some good teams, uh, mm-hmm. and there's some important road games that will boost the resume. So it's it's not a they they have to win every single game. That's where they box themselves in. Like there's really no margin for error. And then I, I wouldn't even say that because if they get bounced from the Big Ten tournament early, uh, I don't I don't know that this team. Uh, would make it uh, based on what the committee thinks but a, a quad one win this is an Illinois team that was 17 17 wins you know mm-hmm. they they are three games better than Penn State uh, they were eight and five coming into this game uh, and, and now Penn State able to just break the losing streak uh, I, I just I I was at the game so this was this was a lot of fun here Adam because you get to see Jalen Pickett score 41 points uh, really unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part was, uh, I think it was Hawkins, uh, for Illinois. Just, he, he was guard or somebody else, a teammate was guarding Pickett and just made a step back jumper a- and Hawkins just looked at the bench, the Illinois bench and just threw his hands up. He's like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I have no idea because when you're on, you're on. And that's what it was going to take for Penn state to win this game. And unfortunately that's what it's going to take for Penn State to win more of these types of games. They just don't have that margin for error. You're going to need a Jalen Pickett to shoot absolutely lights out. He was 15 of 20 from the field. Mm-hmm. And Penn State shot 50% from three-point range the last time they played Illinois. So clearly, uh, Illinois in this case, their kryptonite is Penn State. So if they see them in the Big Ten tournament, I am hammering Penn State's <laughs> money line. This this feels a lot like the 2018 uh the, where the Nittany Lions were able to handle Ohio State or whatever that is, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. 2018, yep, the other one, the yeah. IT. Yeah, and they just and they beat them three times. So I feel like this is a case of the year where Illinois just doesn't defend shooting teams well, and, and that's why Penn State was able to have its way tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, they don't defend Jalen Pickwell. You made a good comparison there with the 2018 Ohio State team. That team could not figure out Tony Carr at all, did not yeah. know how to guard him. And when they tried to take him away, other guys got going. They just could not figure out Penn State and how to stop him. It's very similar with this Illinois team trying to stop Jalen Pickett. In the first matchup, they put so much emphasis on trying to keep him out of the lane. That opened everything up. Andrew Funk had a great shooting day. Miles Dredd started that game back in December, and he shot the ball extremely well. And now you move to this one, they're like, okay, we're going to run them off the three-point line. We lost the first game because they were shot so many threes. We're going to make them be an inside team. And Jalen Pickett just carves you to shreds and gives you 41 points and eight assists. Penn State's not going to lose when Jalen Pickett scores 41 points. I'm sorry. I, everyone, I would hope hit. not. I would um, hope not. So, I mean, that's just kind of Brad Underwood tried to make that change, tried to say we're going to beat them up inside and then we're going to limit their three-point opportunities. But when Jalen Pickett just said, I'll do it, what I have to do, and he played phenomenal, one of the best games Penn State's had maybe ever, and that's how they were able to get this win. That's like that line from the, the Avengers where Thanos says, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> uh, and that's what Jalen Pickett did. Mm -hmm. I mean, 41 points. So I, I have in the description here, are we building the Jalen Pickett st uh, statue? Because I, I will commence the construction of it. I, I signed off on it. You have my you have my approval here. I hate that he transferred in. I know he, I know he started at Siena. I, I get that. But uh, really, Jalen Pickett should be – these past two years are, are definitely more memorable – I would honestly say just this is me personally that I would put him above a Tony Carr, for example. I think that he's had more of an impact in two years than, mm -hmm. than Tony Carr did when he was at Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, him and Tony are very comparable. He's obviously had the similar success, the individual success. Jalen Pickett's had way more so far in his time at Penn State. He's going to be first team all Big Ten. He's going to be a, a Wooden Award watch list. He's a finalist for the Bob Cousy Award. So you look at the individual awards, Jalen Pickett's able to mark up. Now, Tony Carr was here only two years, freshman and sophomore, so right. a lot younger. He's super senior with Jalen Pickett. I love the idea of giving him a statue, but if we are, there are a couple guys who need him. Taylor Battle, Lamar yeah. Stevens, they're going to need their statues then if we're giving Jalen Pickett one. But he's been phenomenal i mean i've been talking to a lot of people it's you don't really feel this around one player at penn state when you look at the wooden award and finalist for the best point guard in the country and he's playing and he's really putting a stamp on that he might win that award and be named the best quarter point guard in the country and be an all-american he's really put it in position to do that he's been so good he fell off the 17 7 and 7 mark so he matches it up with 41 and 8 so i guess you know he, he must have felt that this losing streak was a little on him and he took it personally as a captain and leader of this team to help them get out of it and he still had time to dish out eight assists mm -hmm. too so it's not like he was being a ball hog the whole night uh his shot was where like i said you you take 20 shots and you make 15 of them yep. I, you you were on in illinois i didn't have an answer i mean and seth lundy had a good night as well mm -hmm. 15 and you had uh now, you didn't need that fourth part, but Penn State did have it. Again, I'm impressed with Kanye Clary. Uh, stepping up, seeing him have more of a ball-handling role. It's not all on Jalen Pickett the entire 40 minutes, even though he keeps playing almost all 40 minutes, and that was something that Penn State wanted to get away from. Micah Shrewsbury wanted to have Pickett around 32, 33 mm -hmm. minutes, but as we're seeing, when it's down, this team is not giving up. They are not folding. I, I've heard that, you know, from people say like, man, this team just looks lost. They don't look like they're into it. They look like they've given up. And I said, that's not, I don't know that Micah Shrewsbury would throw in the towel and say, all right, well, let's look up to, you know, let's look to next season. Again, they need to win every single game left on their schedule, but I don't think this team has given up. And what are your thoughts on Kanye Clary as a freshman getting a more inclusive role on the team this late in the season. 
I think it's huge because he adds something. And he plays off Jalen Pickett extremely well because he's a really quick guard, gets in the lane. He can create for his teammates. Andrew Funk said this in their media availability yesterday, that Kanye opens up everything for this team with his ability to get in the lane and being able to kick, able to finish. He does so much. He scored 12 points again tonight, played really well. So it's back-to-back games. He's in double figures. He's really starting to hit his stride. When some freshmen hit the freshman wall come February, he is playing much better, really growing up and becoming becoming more of a veteran player on this team, learning from them, meshing well with this team. I just think he fits so well compared to some of the other freshmen where he can throw in, he can sub in for a cam winner and really fill that role extremely well. So I think Kanye Clary has played awesome for this team and he's everything they've needed the last two games. Penn State men's basketball insider Adam Sheets joining me on a live edition of Locked on Nittany Lines. I'm Zach Seiko. Let's take a break and talk about today's sponsor of the show, and that is Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories, and you got to try a Built Bar? We just got through the holidays not too long ago, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year in 2023. And if you're like me where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise all that taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built with Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you will not think they're good for you, and it's perfect for that New Year's resolution that is still going on. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably tasty flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and I'm not sure how Built does it, uh, but these bars do taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros, and what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That is right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. It is Locked On Nittany Lions. My name is Zach Seiko, joined by Adam Sheets, Penn State Men's Basketball Insider, live edition of this show. And thank you for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast. That is Locked On College Basketball as we inch closer to March Madness. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, players, and coaches. That is Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, of course, like this show. Thank you for getting us over 860 on YouTube, uh, getting closer to 900. The goal, of course, the big goal, 1,000. Love to get to 1,000 before football season, but uh, one step at a time, Adam, right? <laughs> one, one step at a time here. And a big, uh, I really do appreciate your help when it comes to Penn State men's basketball and football. We're going to talk football in the final segment, Adam, as uh, Penn State, the winter workouts, uh, mm-hmm. another and just another uh, the awards list you get to see on social media, coaches nominating their player of the day, the the workout warrior. And there's some interesting names that keep popping up uh, that is like some unsung heroes that you really would not expect. But uh, here we are. It's good to see. We're going to discuss that in the final segment here. So, uh, Adam, was there any bad? I think that's where, you know, there's there's always room for improvement. Now, you, you did score 93 against Illinois, who is a good team. I, I think Penn State matchup matches up very well with this team they beat them twice they beat them handedly they just 
have no response for the backcourt and they have no response for a team that shoots well. But Penn State, we know where they lack. If you look at the Ken Palm rankings, this is concerning. And, and Illinois showed this. They could. There were just times where they just got so many easy baskets. And, and I, you need that cleaned up or you're not going to make it anywhere. You're not even going to get far in the NIT uh, if you don't improve that defensive efficiency. Yeah, I mean, they gave up 81 points. So that that's obviously the negative. Coach Shrewsbury's been harping on this for the last couple weeks as the defensive issues. It failed them at Maryland. They played good defense in the first half, but then the second half, Maryland shot over 63% from the field and were able to pull away. It comes back here. Illinois had a great second half. They got off to a little slow start. Penn State was able to make a run, get this to double digits in the first half, just able to maintain that in the second half. That was more of their offense. Gave up 40 points in the first half to Illinois, ended up giving up 80. That's a lot of points. You can't rely on this team in the Big Ten, especially with all these tough games coming up, some on the road to score 93 points to win these games. This is not a conference where you're going to outscore teams and have a lot of success, especially a team that doesn't really have a big guy and you're playing in the land of the Giants in the Big Ten with all the big guys they have. So Penn State's definitely going to have to clean up this defense. That's what Coach Shrewsbury wants this team to figure out. That's his calling card. He wanted their identity to be defense. It just has not been that over the last couple games now hope now as you said you'd rather learn this stuff in a win 93 81 win over illinois definitely helps but still probably figuring that out before they go to minnesota on the road it's a game they should win minnesota's in a weird spot where they've only played one game in about two weeks because they had their game this week postponed because of the shooting in Michigan State prayers are out to yeah, everyone at any yeah. Lansing. So they have that game postponed this week. So hopefully they're going to be getting back on Saturday at home. So it's going to be a, a really rammed up crowd at the barn for the Golden Gophers. So Penn State's got to go out and compete, but that's a game they should win. There will be the better team on the floor, but definitely have to figure out that defense because you can't expect Penn State to keep that hot shooting on the road at Minnesota. And and why I jumped in there with COVID is because uh, Minnesota has been dealing mm-hmm. with that as well. Uh, yeah. They've had now, uh, and I've heard kind of the the drawback of this right about the Minnesota team, you know, wanting to postpone. They wanted to postpone other games because they said, well, we don't have enough uh, scholarship players available. Well, isn't that what walk-ons for? for? Isn't that mm-hmm. why you have a full roster? Uh, I'm going to steal that one from Steve Jones, the voice of Penn State men's basketball. He just calls a calls a fantastic game, but he makes a good point. You know, Minnesota, it's the circumstances aren't exactly ideal when some of your players get sick, but you can't just continue to push back and procrastinate every single part of your schedule. But I I do agree. Uh, If you look on ESPN right now, they have Penn State uh, with an 81 percent chance to beat Minnesota. So I imagine that's probably going to put them, if I'm being honest, uh, if we look at Vegas, Penn State would be a six point favorite in this situation. And that and that spread might move depending on who Minnesota Mm -hmm. ultimately has available. Yeah, I mean, and we're, we want to talk about Minnesota not playing. Last year, they were healthy when they played Penn State in the Big Ten tournament, and they only yeah. played six guys, and the guy off the bench played like two minutes. They just played their starters the entire game like it was an AAU basketball game in that yeah. one. Um, but, you know, I mean, this is a team that, you know, they're going to play hard. That's the one thing Minnesota – They got nothing you, to lose. You they got nothing they, to lose. They've got nothing to lose. They see Penn State coming in. The Penn State won today, but they were reeling, so they're like, this is a chance maybe to get one, you know, in February leading up to the Big Ten tournament, maybe just make a little – run get some guys some valuable minutes and start to get some momentum heading into next season if you're Minnesota I mean they're going to play hard they played hard all year they compete so I think that's something Penn State's going to have to watch out for if they think they're just walking in 
to Minnesota and just going to Minnesota is going to lie down and let them win. It's going to be a similar game to the Nebraska game that Penn State lost a couple of weeks ago. So they got to come in ready to go. Coach Trees will have this team game plan. You want to keep that momentum rolling with the win against Illinois. It's going to be huge for them to get out to that hot start. And if they do, I expect success when they go out there. But as you said, Minnesota, they've had so many issues, only play one game in two weeks. I mean, they're going to try to go out there. And if they are healthy, and this could be a very dangerous spot for Penn State. Yeah, in Minnesota, uh, they've lost eight in a row. They only score 60 points per game. They're shooting almost 42% from the field. Uh, so this is a very, <laughs> this is a must win. You you do mm-hmm. not lose this game, but I do from the, from the pressure angle. Yeah, because Penn State knows that one more loss and this kind of loss, you know, it's not like yeah. losing to Maryland. If you lose to Maryland on senior day after maybe stringing some wins together, that's a little different. But this is the nail in the coffin if you do not come away with a win against the Golden Gophers. And I'd even extend that to Ohio State because Ohio State is reeling as as well let's yeah. go let's go back to the uh illinois game adam uh free throws uh penn state went to the line and shot 19 free throws if you can believe that uh and i finally to see it more firsthand and understand where micah shrewsbury is coming from i don't see it's fun watching him on the sideline where he's basically doing the job of the referee where he's yep. calling the fouls it, whether or not they happen but he's calling them uh himself so he just sees the game of course better than anybody else but I have no idea what some of these crews, what game they're watching, what game they're at. Mm-hmm. E- even though Penn State actually got its due justice with fouls, there were just so many things that fans were seeing, that I was seeing, that I'm like, man, <laughs> this, this is rough. Big, Big Ten refereeing uh, really needs a, a makeover here. Yeah, I mean, you know, they don't call a lot. And I think it's some of it has to do with all the big guys and the physicality of the game. So it's hard to call at times, but it, sometimes it's easy. And they haven't been getting the easy stuff this year. But I think there's an interesting stat that was going into this game. Jalen Pickett had only attempted one free throw in the past four games, 12 free throws in the last nine games. He's not a guy who sits back there and shoots threes like Andrew Funk. He's a guy who's playing yeah. in the post, playing in the yeah, lane. There's physical. contact two call fouls on Jalen Pickett. He got there six times today. And actually the fun thing is he didn't get fouled on a shot. Uh, it was most mm-hmm. all his fouls were outside when Penn State was in the bonus. That's when he got to the free throw line, helped him get to 41. He actually got to 40 at the foul line. But, you know, today it was a little different. There weren't a lot of close ones where it's like, oh, that was probably a foul and they didn't call it. All his baskets were wide open at the lane, just blowing by guys. So today the officiating I thought was a lot better. Penn State, as you said, got to the line more times they have in a very long time. They rarely get to the line, got to the line only four times against Maryland. I mean, Penn State's going to have to continue – to find a way to get inside and draw those fouls because they're a very good free throw shooting team when they get there. Yeah, 15 of 19. So they did miss a couple. Um, they missed a few. But mm-hmm. uh, Penn State, like I said, they, you know, uh, be happy about the win. Again, uh, 93 points in this one uh, against, again, a, an Illinois team that I expect to be in the tournament unless they absolutely collapse. Uh, so that's a quad one win. It's a home win. So the Bryce Jordan Center, even though it wasn't as filled as you would like it to be, uh, as still, it, it is kind to this Penn State team. Uh, and, and now with what this is, so it's Minnesota, it's at Ohio State back to back here. Then they're at home against Rutgers, which is good. They need that home game against them uh, on the road at Northwestern and then at home against Maryland. Out of those five, Adam, which one is the toughest game remaining? I think there's some interesting ones. 
The toughest one for me is at Northwestern because all right, I agree. I'm glad you said that. Is a completely different team. I mean, everyone was getting so hyped for the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, the Super Bowl is great. Northwestern's playing number one Purdue today. I think I'm going <laughs> to turn that on. Well, they beat number one Purdue at home. I mean, it was a great win for Northwestern. Yeah. That probably solidified their spot in the NCAA tournament. They just got to, you know, win the games you're supposed to win down the stretch if you're Northwestern. But that game's going to be tough. It's, I might be, I can't exactly remember. I haven't looked at Northwestern's schedule. That could be their last home game. I don't know if they have another one, their weekend game. I don't know if it's home or road for the Wildcats. But they're going to be very motivated. Chase Adige and Boo Booey have been leading this team to the NCAA tournament. They're the one backcourt in the Big Ten that can compete with Penn State's backcourt with Jalen Pickett and Andrew Funk. They've got two guys that can really light it up from the perimeter as well. So that'll be an interesting matchup in that game. And I think, you know, Chris Collins is a great coach. He's really proved that this season. So I think that game on the road at Northwestern March 1st is going to be huge for this Penn State team and probably their toughest test going in. Obviously, the Rutgers game will be tough because of the way Rutgers handled Penn State the first time around. He's Adam Sheets, Penn State men's basketball insider. I am locked on Nittany Lions host, Zach Seiko. Uh, that's a good thorough recap of where Penn State men's basketball stands right now after the win against Illinois. Again, 15 and 11 uh, overall. They are now 11th in the Big Ten. Uh, but still, if they went out, I, I think that uh, that's the only solution here to getting into the conversation. That doesn't even guarantee you a spot. You got to win. I would say at least two in the Big Ten tournament yep. plus all all five of your games. Uh, maybe one of them that's excusable is a road loss to Northwestern. Uh, but it, it's again, you just win. Winning mm-hmm. cures everything here. Uh, so, Adam, let's take a quick break and, and talk about another sponsor of today's show. And that is FanDuel. FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. I'm not kidding you. $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet does not win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drained. Pick your favorite NBA bets, and that's the core markets. Spread, money line, total, player props, points scored, rebounds, assists, etc., and so many other exclusive bets like the two by three, two three pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine those bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Zach Seiko, joined by Adam Sheets, and let's shift gears to Penn State football in our final segment, winter workouts, because there's got to be something exciting here for Penn State uh, since there's it's the off season. It's about building up. Drew Aller gets his first uh, gets his first call as the Warrior of the Day. I want to throw it right here to the tight ends because I find this one really interesting. Three in a row. A clean sweep so far, and that is Khalil Dinkins, not Theo Johnson, not Tyler Warren, not one of the impressive freshmen like an Andrew Raplia. It is, in fact, Khalil Dinkins, who emerged as the number three tight end last season. Are you buying into any Khalil Dinkins hype? 
I, I think Khalil Dinkins is a really good player, and I think he has a lot of potential with this Penn State team. I think he's one of the more natural receivers in that group. He's got great hands, the ability to go downfield and catch the ball. He played well when he got opportunities on this Penn State team. And I don't know where Mike Yersick wants to take this offense, but if they're going to run these two tight end sets, it can't just be Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren. They'll need that third guy in that room. Mm -hmm. And if that is Khalil Dinkins, I think he's a guy with his athletic ability, his size, his ability to stretch the field and make good catches. I think he's a guy, again, a guy who played a lot with Drew Aller as well this year because they were in the similar lines on when they were going in the game. They were going in together. So there's that chemistry there already. I think Khalil Dinkins is a guy that could really fly up these boards and be a contributor to this Penn State team really early next season. Yeah, it's completely wide open because I don't think even though as much hype is around Theo Johnson. I don't think he solidified that spot. I, mm. I want him to be the breakout tight end he's supposed to be. But uh, if there's any room to emerge, uh, Khalil Dinkins can certainly do that. And like, again, somebody who did move up the depth chart, I did not see him as the number three tight end last year. Uh, and he, or number four in this case, number four tight end. Um, but when guys were banged up, he did move up the depth chart. So uh, good on him to see back to back to back wins at the tight end spot. Uh, seeing good things about Cam Miller and KJ Winston. Uh, KJ Winston, somebody uh, right now, if you Google Penn State depth chart and, and you look at uh, some of just their projections, they're not official <laughs> folks, uh, but their projections and they have KJ Winston starting in one of the spots. Again, that is a prediction. But based on so far performances at winter workouts and just what we're hearing uh, throughout the season, at least his first year, that Winston was a key contributor, just a really good practice player. Could he start at one of the safety spots along with someone like a Keaton Ellis? I think, you know, Penn State's going to want to rotate their safeties very similar to the way they did last year. They had kind of had Jair Brown. I don't think Keaton Ellis is going to play Jair Brown snaps, but no. I think Keaton Bellis is that veteran in that room that could really help them a lot this year and help groom the young guys. I think KJ Winston could be there. I think Zachy Wheatley's obviously a guy we have to watch here. He played a lot and was an explosive freshman. He's great at takeaways, great at catching the ball, has great hands and could force turnovers. So I think Brent Pry really likes that in his defense. I think. He's a guy who's going to play a lot this year. Jalen Reed is a guy, obviously, to watch at that safety position. But I think K.J. Winston, if they're going to go four guys like they did last year and rotate, kind of keep a similar rotation, I think K.J. Winston, if he can mesh with one of those other guys, you could have a tandem of four guys, have two and two, and just keep rotating them and get the same production out of all of them would be huge for the depth of this defense that's really helped them when they've been successful. And I don't be like, like to be the one that corrects, but I know you meant many ideas. Uh, yes, I did mean many Yes, ideas. yes. Nope, slip of the tongue. All good here. I've done it my fair share and you've <laughs> caught me more. So uh, Locked on Nittany Lions here. We're talking uh, Penn State winter workouts for football. As uh, So other guys that have stepped up. Cade Wallace has actually been the offensive line winner two times. Uh, Amin Vanover was the winner just most recently. Uh, Curtis Jacobs has won it twice at linebacker. Tony Ro Rojas, true freshman, has gotten it the one time. Like I said, Cam Miller at cornerback two times now. And then, of course, KJ Winston, uh, two times. Safety only has two nominations so far. So the coaches just got to keep up on, on <laughs> social media here. Is there anybody uh, out of all the, and, and Nicholas Singleton has won back to back. Is there anybody that's missing? Or is there someone that you're surprised hasn't been called? You know, maybe they've only been called once. Uh, maybe they haven't been called at all. Maybe it's that tight end position with a Theo Johnson or a Tyler Warren that they're not pushing a Khalil Dinkins, or is there just somebody you're like, why, why aren't they showing up here on the winter workout warrior list? 
Uh, the guy I kind of was a little surprised with, now I know obviously these winter workouts, getting these awards, you know, it's great, but doesn't really automatically contribute to what they're going to do on Saturdays come the fall. But I think Abdul Carter's obviously a guy everyone's looking at to take yeah. even a bigger step next season when he's asked to do a lot more. He had one of the best freshman linebacker campaigns we've seen in a while. You know, you think about Micah Parsons, but Abdul Carter actually became a starter. Micah Parsons only started one game his first year at Penn State. So you think just Abdul Carter making that next step, which is going to be crucial for this team. You look at when you're projecting this defense, Manny Diaz's group, you're looking right in the middle with Abdul Carter being a centerpiece of this defense. Hopefully he's able to, you know, step up, you know, continue to do well. I'm sure he is. I'm just maybe Curtis Jacobs and Tony Rojas have just stood out maybe a little bit more right now. But I think Abdul Carter is a guy definitely to watch this winter and spring because if he could take that next step, that takes this defense to a whole nother level. I agree with you there. Uh, Abdul Carter is supposed to be another part of that list of the number 11, be legendary. And it, it, this is where it starts. I'm not too concerned uh, that, you know, three times he's been passed up here, uh, but it, it definitely is interesting. You'd like to see his name in there at least once. I'll throw it's kind of the same case uh, as Zane Durant from the yep. defensive line. That's somebody that has been when he was a true freshman and came onto campus and was an early enrollee and in these winter workouts. Everyone kept telling me, like, Zane Durant, you know, watch out for him. He could see snaps early in his career, and he did. Uh, so is he ready to take that sophomore leap, uh, or is he going to be held back here? Uh, so, I mean, I just – I hope he takes that jump because Penn mm -hmm. State desperate – they definitely need it, uh, especially with the question marks around the defensive line. Uh, Adam, before I let you go, uh, where can everyone keep up with your work? Again, I appreciate your work here on Locked on Nittany Lions, but where can people keep up with you outside of the show? At Sheets Adam on Twitter is where you'll find all your needs for Penn State basketball and as we move forward in the spring for Penn State football. All right. It is Locked On Nittany Lions. Again, thanks for making us your first listen and watch every single day. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast that is Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, players, and coaches. That is Locked On College Basketball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Same with Locked On Nittany Lions. Subscribe on YouTube. Continue to follow along wherever you get your podcasts. Comment any feedback where you can on your podcast platforms or on YouTube. If you've got any questions or comments you want to be seen. Adam, thanks again, as always. It's fun to talk Penn State men's basketball. And, and I'm geared up for football, even though we're still a good <laughs> chunk of months away. But uh, it's good to have that conversation. So, so thanks for the insight, as always. Yep, thanks, Zach. Always a pleasure.